Can we use the same creativity that helps us defend our own behavior to find ways to defend others? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcast. We're up to the Torah portion of Shoftim. The portion has within it the verse, Vishoftu Esha'am Mishpat Zedek. They, the judges, the Shoftim, shall judge, Shaftu, they shall judge the people of Mishpat Zedek, often translated as a righteous judgment. The Medrash Tanchuma adds a nuance over here. We're trying to determine who shall be the judges of Israel, who are fit to be playing these very important roles, and we shall look for people that have the attitude that they are likely shiumatin malamdim aleihem We're looking for people who will look for the merit of those that they face. When they are judging them, when they are judging Israel, we want people who will be seeking the merit of those that they are judging. The Medrash gives an example of somebody who was chosen to be a leader, to be a shofate, we'll talk about the term in a moment, due to his capacity to seek the defense of Israel. Now, we have the shoftim of this parasha, the judges, those who sit on the bench, and the period of shoftim, the period of judges, the book of judges within our Tanakh, the period between Joshua's Yeshua bringing Israel into the land of Israel and the establishment of monarchy, where each of the leaders are referred to as the Shoftim. Now, they weren't simply judges. This was really a combination of maybe judicial and executive branches and uh, being at the helm of the military. Each of these leaders played a very significant role overlapping many of the other positions of leadership. This was not dynastic. Each judge was selected by God and then when they passed away or finished their their period of being a shofet, a judge, uh, there would be a vacuum until the next shofet was chosen. And these leaders, these men or women, in the case of Devora, who is also a shofetis, a woman shofet uh, position, they were at the helm of Israel and would invariably be literally fighting our battles against the enemies, as well as trying to eliminate any internal difficulties and internal battles. The Judge Gidon, he was the fifth of those Shoftim, about 200 years after we entered the land of Israel. This whole block of time spreads a little over 400 years. And Gidon, at about that 200-year juncture, is a Shofit for 40 years. In describing how he becomes the Shofit, it's a very difficult time for Israel due to our unfortunate distance on some level from God we have become subjugated to the nation of Midian. And Midian has dominated us, they've controlled us, they've conquered us, they've destroyed our crops, or literally stolen our crops and destroyed our land. They actually uh, took element, took away the topsoil, so it'd be hard for us to farm, and we were in very dire straits. Impoverished, suffering, lacking military, lacking weapons. And Hashem, God says, an angel to appoint Gidon to lead Israel. He would be the one to rally Israel. And Hashem, says the Malach, says the angel, Hashem is with you, you mighty hero. Gidon's response borders on chutzpah. His response, really? I'm the leader? Where's Hashem? Where's Hashem who took us out of Egypt? He took us out of Egypt with all those miracles and what, what's going on now? Hashem responds, go with this strength of yours, you shall save Israel. 
Rashi explains that when Gidon mentioned that Hashem took us out of Egypt, and by the way, this was on Pesach according to Rashi, he was declaring, my father just told me about all the miracles of Egypt. We sang the Howell about Hashem taking us out of Egypt, and it seems that now he's forsaken us. And he argues as follows, if our ancestry were righteous, then let that merit save us now. If they were not righteous and Hashem still did the miracles, well, then if we're not righteous now, do the miracles again. And Hashem's response to Gidon is, you're the man. You, you have the leadership capacity, take them out. Gidon's almost chutzpah type of response, very strong tones, almost accusations against God. That gives Gidon the merit to be the leader? That secures that he's the leader? Explains Rabbi Pam, Rabbi Pam, blessed memory in his work with Pam on Chumash, that exactly, yes, this sounds almost heretical or applied to the angel. That's the fact Hashem says, I'm looking for someone who's going to advocate on behalf of my children. I want somebody who really cares about my children, who's, dis- who's disturbed about their current state of affairs, who will argue on their behalf, who argue against me on their behalf. And as such, you in your limudzchus, and you're doing this job of mishpat tzedek, you're trying to find the defense of Israel, you're trying to find some argument to help secure that they will be able to be saved, that gives you the capacity to be the leader and go for it. And he does, and with a group of 300 men, hand-selected and fully miraculous, he pushes back the Midianite army of many, many, many thousands and restores peace and tranquility to Eretz Yisrael. As Rav describes, his defense of his people, Gidon standing there and arguing on behalf of his people, should be a model for how we should attempt to speak favorably about the rest of our people. Because when talking to Hashem about his people, to argue to Hashem about his people, how about arguing to the boss about his employee where he's threatening to eliminate an employee, one of our colleagues perhaps, and wait a minute, sir, isn't there room potentially to see some merit on behalf of this employee? Where there's discord within a community, within a family, we are meant to stand up and say, whoa, 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 maybe, maybe, maybe it can be looked at from another perspective. Perhaps if we think about it this way, perhaps if we recognize that there is a certain positive in this person, a certain positive trait, something to be gained something to be lost by acting too quickly. Let's stall. Can we think about this over time? We should be like that Gidon, who, if a father, God forbid, has to punish his child, he's eager to have other people come and provide defense, if he really longs for the ultimate best interest of that child. And Hashem says, I want someone who will defend my people. And I want someone who will defend my people throughout. An idea that we should constantly be in tune to the positive about each other. And vis-a-vis our, ourselves, if I'm looking down at somebody or I'm disturbed about somebody, can I act as that defense attorney to myself? What would somebody else say? What would his mother say about this individual? What would what would her best friend really have to share? What would potentially one of her coworkers have to say in her defense? Is there anything I can come up with that can be creative in thinking if I'm trying to defend myself, I become very creative. <laughs> and I can be extremely uh, manipulative in even the facts and find excuses and find ways to all types of workarounds. Can we use our creativity to find merit for each other? 
in this work, Rabbi Pam describes, when it comes to Torah study, we do a lot of this. We do a lot of training to look for resolutions, training to look for defenses. How can we work out two different opinions and find a common thread? And we're taught not to judge something by its surface first exposure. Look a little more deeply, try to penetrate and really understand the key elements we're looking at. Can we use that same talent when it comes to looking at actions that seem to be contrary to what I might have wanted? Uh, Can we look at behaviors and say, maybe there's something that I have not yet noticed and recognize that very often there's some other factor that I have not privy to, some other element going on in that person's life that I'm not aware of. If I would add that variable into the equation, I might judge them quite differently. This message, as Ray Palm notes, in this Parsha of Shoftim, which is generally the first Shabbos of the month of Elul, as it is this year, the month of Elul just started, and Elul is that month leading into the holidays, last month prior to Rosh Hashanah, a month dedicated to our introspection and our trying to elevate ourselves, recognize the relationship we have with Hashem and take advantage of that. And as he closes, Elul is a time when all Jews seek merit for themselves and pray that Hashem judge them favorably and overlook or justify their many shortcomings. If a Jew wants Hashem to see the merit in his own failures and mistakes, shouldn't he try to do the same for his fellow Jew? And if we can do that, use that creativity, think, again, is there some piece I'm missing? Is there something, maybe, can I stall my judgment for a little while? I had a case very, very recently where somebody assumed that, I can't believe, she borrowed this without my without permission again. She did it last year and last month, whatever it was, and she I told her not to, and then, oh, wait a minute. I guess she didn't borrow it. I just found it. It fell under my desk. Uh, pausing, thank God she hadn't lashed out yet, but recognizing maybe there are other factors, other physical factors, other societal factors, other emotional factors, something I'm missing. Try to plug that into the equation. Think of, again, would her mother have a defense for her behavior? Would his, would his coworker, uh, would somebody else that really cares about him have some type of defense? And can I plug that into my thinking? If we can do that, we can be the type of people who use our creativity to find defense for others, to think more positively about others, to find ways to eliminate stress and strain that might be developing in whatever cases of, of friction and, and distance and turn that around and turn it into more careful, positive energy we will all be the type of people who are so much more likely to achieve Eratakos.